Welcome back to the Tony Harris Show. We thank you guys. It's it's always great to to be on this platform. It's always great to report to you guys and give you what's going on. It's been a lot going on. Last week's show was was phenomenal. We talked about branding. We've been on branding for about two or three weeks now, huh? Yeah, yeah. Uh, last week I touched on the platoon system and I talked about how the University of Memphis you know, we're running their platoon system. And I talked about how that platoon system really wasn't effective, you know, for certain players such as, you know, Tyler Harris, somebody who was, was a highly, who is a highly touted freshman coming in and really made a difference with the University of, of, of Memphis this year in his first year as a freshman. And uh, we'll continue today on talking about branding, which is so, so very important. Branding starts. Really, it starts at a young age. When you're young, you have to help somebody to mold and groom you, you know, to to be a brand, to be a successful brand, to be a global powerhouse like a LeBron James in the sports world. Since we are connected to the sports world, that's what we're talking about. It's so important that we as people build our brand. And your brand has a lot to do with your character, how you carry yourself, how you interact with people. How do you market yourself? How do you advertise? What do you do good? What can you bring to the table? What can you offer the world? Because these athletes have to know that they are more than just an athlete, that they are a brand. And this week, as you guys know, this past week, it's been some heavy stuff. And speaking of brands, it's been some heavy stuff going on about brands such as Gucci. We got Prada. Yeah, we got Burberry. Yeah, I think they threw Burberry in there. Yeah, they threw Burberry in there and Montclair, I think, Mm -hmm. was one. And and it's been a lot of, you know, scandals been going on. Like with Gucci, Gucci had the black face with the sweatshirt, you know, mocking the African-American people. And, you know, it really took a bad turn. And so uh, the guy, what's the guy named Dapper Dan? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Who is a representative for Gucci? Yeah, he's... uh, like a designer, a designer uh, yeah. for the Gucci uh, brand. And he's been connected with them, I believe, for some time now. So mm-hmm. a lot of people called on him to hold Gucci accountable. Right. And we'll talk about that. I, be- I believe mm-hmm. he did a a good job in standing up to that challenge and trying to initiate change within that company. Some people agree. Some people don't agree. Some people agree with the way that T.I. is going about it. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, and I think everyone at the end of the day has their have their personal opinion of how Gucci should be handled, you know, if they should be boycotted. Right. And I believe T.I. wanted a three-month boycott, but... I personally don't see the substance in a three month boycott. What is what does that do? Right. So yeah, it may affect their pockets, which I don't believe it will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I it it may affect their pockets for three months, but I don't believe that it will. I believe Gucci did do the right thing by stepping up and apologizing and initiating change, you know, within their company. And I mean as a Christian, we got to, you know, if someone asks for forgiveness, we have to forgive. So that's correct. I think that's the right thing to do. But taking it a step further, initiating change within the company, opening up jobs for African-Americans mm-hmm. or people that's are, that are in a diverse um, group. I think that's wonderful. Right. So 
we'll talk more about that, but I believe Gucci is on the right road to trying to, to correct the wrong that was done. Right. Okay. And that's well stated. And that's the thing that we really wanted to hit on today is about your brand and your brand as a, as an individual, you know, what you bring to the table because you are a brand and you don't even have to be an athlete to have yourself a brand, you know, to brand yourself is, is who you are. Like I said, is who you are in this world, who you establish yourself to be. And so that's, that's the main thing. That's the important thing on today. And that's the important thing that I try to relay as far as to, to the kids that I come encounter with, to these young athletes, to these young individuals who are aspiring to hold their ground and hold their spot in this world. And so that is so, so, so very important. And it's so important for us as leaders, as parents, as coaches, AAU coaches, you know, mentors or what have you. For me as a as a minister, you know, it's, it's important for us to get out. My wife also as an evangelist, it's important for us to to teach the youth and to teach these young kids who are growing up, who are aspiring to be different things that take care of your brand. Let me show you how to mold your brand. And speaking on that with the brands, as far as with the, with, with these clothing empires, these clothing companies, you know, Gucci Prada, all those people, uh, Burberry, these are the upper echelon, you know, as far as um, brands are concerned. But when you think about Forever 21 and Forever 21, is owned by Don and, and John Suk Chang, which are from Korea. They founded Forever 21 in 1984 after moving to LA from South Korea in 1981. They're devoted Christians. They have on their, and this is so unique, I've never really seen this. Yeah. And I think you pointed this out to me that on their bags, they have John 3, 16. Mm-hmm. That's on the bottom of the bag. So they have a Bible verse that's on the bottom of their bags when you purchase your merchandise from forever 21 they put it in a bag and at the bottom of the bag is john three sixteen. for god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth on him shall not perish but have eternal life and when i when my wife told me about that i was like now that's life change that's doing something with your brand that's getting a platform and changing lives and you know, you never know what that can do. Somebody can purchase something and look at that verse, go home and read it, may not know anything about it. And it might inspire them to go and read the word. Yeah, that's true. And so it's so very, very important for us as individuals. When we, when we do our, when we create, when we're molding our brand, it's so important for us to pour into others as we're molding our, our brand. I myself have a brand. Each and each and every last one of us have a brand. What I'm doing on this show every week, every every week, you know, weekly on a weekly basis, I'm pouring into you guys. I'm giving you guys informative information, you know, about my personal life, things that I have went through. I'm trying to educate you to help uh, your children or help the kids that you're in contact or even you as an adult to help you to mold your brand because it's never too late. To stop molding your brand. My wife and I, we're still molding our brand. You're going to continue to mold your brand right. as long as you have breath in your body. That's right. So that's what I'm committed to do. That's what I feel like I'm obligated you know, to do. And so I think at some point in time, when you get to a point such as 
Gucci and you start taunting and belittling people. Right. I think you you know you're at the point where you may have gotten a little bit over your head. Right, and and mm-hmm. as me being a, a fashion connoisseur, Come on, speak. <laughs> uh, I have a love for fashion. People who know me and are close to me know that I've always had a love for fashion. Went to school for it, got a degree in it. That's right. Um, worked at several stores, particularly one in Memphis, the vault. I was the store manager there. I opened that store up and. Man, it turned into a successful business, something that was just supposed to be a test run to see how good the store mm-hmm. would do uh, back in 2010, I believe, uh, that okay. we turned that store into a great success by just, you know, old-fashioned customer service. So I understand as a business owner, see, this is the thing, as a business owner, as your business grow, because the vault, we we were the first official store right. to open. But then, of course, you know, they grew. They got a taste of success, which was great. And we helped them get there, mm-hmm. me and my former team. But as they grew and as a company grows, you take on more individuals. Mm-hmm. You hire more people. Right. You try and choose the best candidates mm-hmm. for these positions. But the store in Memphis may not run their store the way the store in St. Louis does. Right. And then if the brand continues to get bigger, then the store in St. Louis may not run their store the same as the one in Houston and then New York and L.A. So you start bringing on all these people and you try to bring in the best talent, but you don't know everything about a person based on an interview. Right. An interview, everyone is going to show their good side. They're going to come in, they're going to give you their best, and you're going to hire them based off of what? Trust and potential. Mm Mm-hmm. And what their resume says, but no one ever puts on their resume that, hey, I'm racist. Right, right. Hey, that I'm, you know, I don't like whatever. Mm -hmm. They're not going to tell you all the bad stuff. They're going to put the good stuff on display. Mm -hmm. So I believe what happens when you grow to the size of a company of Gucci, it's really hard to keep control and to know everything and every person right their morals their thoughts their outside life it's very hard to keep control of all of that right i agree it, it is and, mm-hmm. I, and 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 as a business owner and as you as a business owner right we both can attest that's that's something that's man that's a hard challenge to to say okay you know exactly what's going on in this department that department if you do say that then you're not you're not being honest with yourself Right. So it will get to a point where the corporate office can grow so big and they have mm-hmm. so many departments, so many headquarters that they lose track of, you mm-hmm. know, what's really going on inside their brand. Right. Right. So you bring in these designers in the case of Gucci, they brought in a designer. Mm-hmm. The design got past the buyer, the assistant buyer, the marketing person you know mm-hmm. it got past everybody and it made it into production right right so as an assistant buyer I, I i used to be an assistant buyer for catherine's and i would have to look at clothes before the final cut was made and mm-hmm. we would say no change that do something different with the collar uh change the zipper color move that pocket from the left side to this side mm-hmm. change the buttons change this color scheme we did a lot of different quality control things before we let that product go out to the public right 
But the CEO didn't have anything to do with that. They mm-hmm. had something to do with the buyers, okay. you know, and people in position on that level. Right. So it's very easy for a design to get past quality control. Mm-hmm. And someone totally missed it. Ooh, that's blackface. Right. You right. see what I'm saying? Yeah. So mm-hmm. the way they could have presented it, could have they could have presented it in a way where I'm sure they didn't say, Hey, this is blackface, you know. I'm sure they didn't. Do you that. know, so <laughs> because I think that sweater have been around for I wanna say a while now. It just so happened that someone caught it here recently, but that sweater's been around for a while. Mm-hmm. So what I'm saying is that things get past us just like with our kids. Right. We ne- we may not know everything that's going on. It's hard for us to keep quality control in the home sometimes. Right, right. Because if you slip enough and the kids look enough, you know, they can get things past you. That's true. <laughs> so that's true. I think, you know, at the end of the day, you have to really put yourself in the shoes of someone who is a business owner or running a business. Even put your shoes in the sh- put yourself in the shoes of a parent who's trying to run a household. It's very easy for those things, you know, to get past you. Mm-hmm. So what am I saying? I'm saying that you have to take the initiative of really making sure that your team, you know, that the right people are in the right departments that are heading these teams right. mm-hmm. that can help be the eyes and ears, you know, for the CEOs of these companies. Right, right. Yeah. And I and I agree with that. And you can relate that to basket to a basketball sense. And you know, there's a lot of mistakes and I'm gonna shift this conversation, you know, from and we're gonna go back and forth. So I'm going to shift this conversation to, to the basketball world and as far as identifying, you know, who is for you and who's not for you. Because anybody can slip up under you. And you talked about what the Bible said as far as about uh, keeping the right company. Right, right, right. So the Bible says in 1 Corinthians fifteen thirty three that evil mm-hmm. or bad communication corrupts. Good moral. So it says, right. be not deceived. Be not deceived. Evil, Evil. communication mm-hmm. corrupts good morals. Right. So what does that mean? That means that you can be a good person, mm-hmm. but who you're communicating with, who you're dealing with can corrupt right. the good that's inside of you. Mm-hmm. And that can go a long ways. That can go from corporate to basketball to athletes to whatever. Right. And that's what we try to instill in our son right now. He's a he's a teenager and we're trying to help build his brand now. And so we're trying to help him as far as being around the right people, you know, as far as his peers are concerned at school. You know, it it starts. It starts early. You know, you got to put yourselves in the right situation. We got to tell our sons and our daughters to be around the right people. Mm -hmm. If you're around somebody who can't really enhance your brand. You know, you, you hear this saying, of if you're the smartest person in the room, you're, if you're around a circle of friends, you're the smartest person in the room, you're the wrong, you're in the wrong room. Exactly. And so, you know, that's so big as far as your brand is concerned. You got to surround yourself with people who's going to uplift you, who's going to add something to you on what you already possess. Exactly. As far as spiritually, as far as mentally, I mean, educational wise and everything. So it is so important that you know, we teach this and that, you know, we continue to convey this message, you know, to the youth and, um, you know, coming up, you know, coming up, you know, everybody knows no secret that I was a prodigy, you know, in basketball, 
top 20 high school basketball player in the country, McDonald's All-American. I've said this before, and it was so many times that, you know, I had people that was trying to get up under me. Right. You know, basically wolves in sheep clothing. You know, I had from from drug dealers to 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 girls, you know, who had their different motives, you know, of why they were trying to get up under me. Different, you know, family members, you know, my story being sold out to the University of Tennessee and all that. You know, I never had anybody in my corner to help protect my brand. You know, this brand that I have, it had to be protected. And so we always have to really think about that in that sense, too. We got to have our brand protected because it's just like every time you're trying to protect something or every time you're trying to mold or grow something, here comes the deceiver. Here comes the enemy. Right. Coming in to snatch it. Yeah, that's so true. Mm -hmm. And with that being said, you know, I was telling you how I ran across some notes that were saying that you have to bond with the right people, people who have your back. Right. Uh, People who you know that God has given you the okay with and said, okay, Tony, you good. They're good. You know, this person has your back. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's so important. Really, as a prodigy, as an athlete, you have to. Man, you got to select your friends very, very carefully. Oh, yeah. And you have to look at the lifestyle, what they're doing. Like you said, you had different people Mm -hmm. trying to shower you with the wrong things. Right. And, you know, as a teenager, you don't really know how to discern if some things, you know, off the top, yeah, they're trying to get up under me. But some people you think are genuinely, you know, in your corner. Really, when they put money in your pocket, they're doing something that's beneficial for you. Absolutely. You know, so I think that's so important for athletes. I stopped, man. Oh my God. I saw it so much at the vault mm-hmm. because I'm sure primary, you know, it's an all men's store. So I dealt with a lot of clientele who were college athletes, NBA players. You know, those are, those are my clientele. Those were some of my top spenders. And I would see the college athletes come in and have money that I know they shouldn't have as a college athlete. Oh, yeah. You know, people were putting money in their pockets, and they, a lot of them thought they were going to, you know, get into the NBA, and a lot of them didn't. And the ones who did, you know, it still came with so much turbulence. So it's just really important to know who has your back. Absolutely. You know, who you're bonding with, who are you, who are you accepting gifts from. Don't let everybody shower you with gifts. Exactly. Don't let everybody, like she said, shower you with gifts. That's That's so true. Because you got to know at the end of the day, there's a motive behind that. There's a motive behind that. And I talked about so many things that I went through, you know, as a basketball player at the University of Tennessee, having my phone tapped by the athletic director, Doug Dickey. You know, I went through so many things. And another thing that I went through when the season was over with, you know, as far as when I was a senior, I went through so much and it's going to, it's going to. It's going to enlighten so many people. It's going to set so many young athletes free, you know, around the country. And I was in the process of picking the agent. You know, of course, I passed up the NBA draft, which I shouldn't have, but I didn't have the right people around me to help and to push my brand into the next level. And so I passed up on the chance to go to the NBA draft and I waited my senior year. And my senior year, I ended up selecting an agent by the name of Robert Fain. I didn't select him. He was recommended to me by the University of Tennessee staff and my uncle. I think they were in on it together. 
Okay. Which is a conspiracy that was so big, you know, surrounding my career as far as why I didn't get into the NBA. It was definitely not uh, a lack of talent, but it was just the people that I had around me that were making the wrong decisions for me. Right. And Robert Fain, he represented Lorenzo Wright. And Lorenzo Wright was a, he was a lottery pick in the 1996 NBA draft by the LA Clippers. And this same guy, he wanted to represent me. And to make a long story short, the night of the draft, the night of the draft, he called me and told me that the New York Knicks was going to take me second round. And keep in mind that the New York Knicks, they had Mark Jackson at the time, Howard Isley, and I think Charlie Ward, who was a former Heisman winner, football, two-way player, football and basketball player at, at Florida State University. So when when he told me that, you know, I was just knowing that I was going to go second round. And so as I'm watching the draft, I look and New York had two picks. They didn't have a first round pick that year in 2001. Uh -huh. They just had two picks in the second round, which was 39 and 43. I was supposed to get called on 39. And my agent, Robert Fain, called me and said, hey, Tony, the Knicks are going to pick you, 39 pick, second round. And so when he said that, you know, I said, okay, I'm excited. You know, it's second round, but I don't care. I'll play my way into a bigger contract. And that was my only thing. That was the most important thing to me at that moment because I've been through so much. I got injured my senior year halfway through the season and suffered a high ankle sprain, which I had some chipped off bones floating around in my ankle that I never got surgery for. But that's another story. But anyway, the pick came around. They end up choosing, I think, Michael Wright, who played it. Uh, Arizona, they picked him uh, for the 39th pick. On the 43rd pick, they picked one of my teammates in the McDonald's All-American game, Eric Shinowitz from Kansas. And so I'm sitting there wondering, like, man, what's going on? And he calls me back and was like, Tony, I don't, I don't know, you know, what happened. You know, I don't know what's going on. You know, they said they were going to pick you on the 39th pick. And keep in mind, I told my agent that, you know, I didn't want any more money. Just give me the minimum Whatever they were offering, give it. And I don't, I'm not sure what it was. I think it was like 1.2 or 1.4 for maybe two years at that time in 2001. I told him, man, look, I'll take it. It's not about the money right now. I'll play my way into a bigger contract. And so long story short, come to find out, this guy went behind my back and asked for more money. And they end up choosing somebody else. And so that was something that I had to go through. I was very bitter about that situation for a long time. and. It really hurt, and that was something that I had to that I had to go through. But that was something that that was a result of my brand not being protected, as what we're talking about today. And you can have yourself around the wrong people, unknowingly not knowing. Right. But I'm gonna stop right there because I can only give you guys this much. So make sure you check out the rest of everything. I thank you guys for tuning in. Yeah, we have a great opportunity for you guys. And you really listen to the rest of this because we have an awesome opportunity for each and every one of you guys, how you guys can build your brand so you can help build your brand. This is for everybody. This is not just for kids. This is for everybody that's listening, you know, to my voice right now. Adults, coaches, whatever you are, we're going to give you an opportunity on how to build on your brand. My wife and I serve as advocates for you guys. And like I said earlier, we're obligated to help you guys, enhance you guys, and help to build your brand. We're here to enlighten you guys on mistakes that I have been through or mistakes that she have been through. And we want to present an opportunity for you guys because it's never too late 
to build your brand. It's never too late to better yourself and to get ahead in life. And our main focus is building your brand spiritually and building your brand financially. Right. Exactly. And you don't have too many people in this in this life, in this world, who is obligated and who wants to help. We're both saved. We're Christians. We're in the ministry. With me being a preacher, her being an evangelist, we wanted to take this time and do this. We're obligated to do this. If you're built up spiritually and if you're built up financially, there's really nothing that can that can stop you. Right. Right. And God intended for us to be wealthy. God don't want us to have the mindset to be, you know, lacking in anything. Yeah. And I'm and I firmly believe that. And my wife, she stands by me and, and she believes that as well. So we want to present you guys with an opportunity. Okay. So uh let me let me start here. A few years back upon I guess you can go all the way back actually to, to college. Because in college is when most students, teenagers start making their first financial decisions. You have all these credit card lenders that are on campus offering you a free T-shirt and, mm-hmm. you know, or something free. And you say, okay, what, what do I have to do? Okay, sign up for this credit card. You sign up for the credit card, not really understanding debt, credit, and all of that. You just know you got money in your pocket that's on this plastic piece of card. And you run into all this debt at a young age. And then from there, you know, you start building a history for yourself, which is your credit history. And most of us, you know, if we haven't found ourselves in a bad place with credit and dealing with credit, I believe everyone has, you know, experiences have gone through this. And as a testament of of someone who has experience being denied for car, house, you know, whatever you name it. It's a bad feeling to hear, no, you know, you weren't approved or no, you don't have enough credit history or your credit score is too low. So what Tony and I, um, we, we stumbled upon this jewel and we wanted to share with you guys. Uh, in the past, we have used credit repair service and in some cases we found them to be, you know, pretty good and with great benefits and, you know, and great results. And then there's times, you know, that I personally have been scammed doing a credit repair service situation. So that's why I always say it's so good to be led by the Holy Spirit when you're picking, you know, a brand or you have someone representing you really with your financial information, your social security number, that type of um, information, personal information. Well, God had really allowed me to, to branch off in different streams of income because I believe that you should always have a different stream of income coming in. Particularly, I heard TDJs talk about the seven streams of income that you should have coming in. I think he based it off the seven uh, streams that flowed into the Garden of Eden, or it was something scriptural like that. But mm-hmm. I have to, I have to <laughs> confirm on that. But I'm almost positive that's what he was referring to so he always said it's always good to have at least seven streams of income Mm -hmm. so with this opportunity not only does it allow you to have another stream of income if you choose but the most important part is that it allows you to get your credit back on track and with your credit back on track you can build your brand 
you can take control of your future. You can take control of, you know, whether you're being rejected or approved for a car, a house, whatever it is that you're desiring to get. So with this uh, protection plan, it's called UCES protection plan. And I was introduced to it uh, by a former um, church member because I'm in Los Angeles now. But this church member is someone that I really, I mean, I could see the good in her and I trusted the things that she told me about the program. And I'm like, hey, I want to get a, give it a try, not only for just the additional stream of income, but just tightening up on my credit, you know, making sure everything was in line and making sure that I gave myself and my family the best opportunity uh, to build, to build our brand, to build our future upon. So I wanted to share the opportunity with you guys. I'm going to go more in depth on Friday. I have more information about how you could enroll. I do know that with the plan, uh, if you're enrolling just to get the credit repaired or credit monitoring, uh, different things that they offer, the startup activation fee, I believe it's 80 99 and then $99 and then 89 per month. But as you guys know, in most situations, your credit can be turned around within the first 30 to 45 days. So you don't even have to continue with the plan past the first month or two if you get the results that you desire immediately. And that would be the goal is to get it done as quick as possible. I know some people have situations where, you know, there's bankruptcies, liens, things like that, that are holding you back. So those things may be a little bit more tedious to come off the credit. But as a credit consultant, you can also sign up as a credit consultant. And, and we have a company that has attorneys, people who are, you know, certified in this area that not only will write the letters to for you on your behalf to clean the credit, but they also actually send you the letter. So you get your own letters and you're really in charge of, you know, making sure that the creditors are getting the information that they need and that you're in full control during the whole process. So you get a portal where you can log on to and you can see every time something is taken off, you know, or every time uh, there's progress made, if your score increased, just all different things, just a lot of great things, actually. So you know you're not being scammed. You know that, okay, I saw the letters. I actually mailed them off to the credit bureau myself. So I know the work is being done. So you have that security of knowing that you're not being scammed because being scammed is a bad, bad it's a bad feeling. Like I said, I've gone through it and paid money up front and not little money, big money, you know, up front, $800 to $1,000 up front, not really knowing if my credit was being repaired, if the person was doing what they say they were doing. In this case, you have full control. You're not paying $800 up front, $500 up front. You're only paying $99.89. Uh, a month. And then if you want to do the consulting, uh, we'll talk more about that, you know, Friday as well, but I'm going to go the consulting route. So it will be an extra income, extra stream of income, you know, for our family. And we're really excited about this. Man, we're overly excited. <laughs> and we know this is nothing but God's time. And, you know, nothing that we do is, you know, uh, hasty or we're not doing anything without right. getting instructions from God. And so it's so funny because 
this is the perfect time. And we know this is tax season. And so many of us always think, you know, during tax season, we're trying to buy and get things. Right. Instead of investing in ourselves. Exactly. We need to start shifting our thinking and think about how can I reinvest in myself to make more money? Exactly. And we're taking the route of being consultants. We're jumping on this thing head first because we know this is nothing but God's doing. Exactly. And we're trying to relay the information that we're getting and we're trying to put you guys up on game so you guys can win too in life. And you have to have some sort of plan, you know, because one income, you know, if you want to live nice, if you want to live comfortable, one income, we know is not going to really do it. And so we have to take advantage of this. My wife and I, we're excited about taking this advantage and, and moving forward with this as consultants. Right. And we want to do the same thing for you guys. Yeah. And so it's a great investment. It's a great investment. And what better way, you know, to invest in yourself? Exactly. You and that's what, what I love about it. You're investing in yourself. You're and then the cool yourself. thing about it is that you it's a little under 300 to become a consultant. But when you get three people to sign up in the first week, then guess what? You get that money right back. So it's like you're not paying anything because you're taking the wealth and the knowledge and you're passing it on to the next person. So there's so, there's so much more to this that we're going to talk about uh, and how you can really maximize the moment with this opportunity. Again, we're going to talk a little bit more about it on Friday on Facebook Live. So make sure if you're listening to the podcast right now, then make sure you check out Tony's Facebook Live, Tony Harris, Facebook, go to his page. We're going to talk about it a little bit more in depth uh, Friday evening and give you guys the blueprint on how to sign up and how to really work this program to your advantage to get another stream of income. And if you have any questions, do feel free to email Tony at Tony Harris. 1414 at icloud.com and we will be responding from that email if you're trying to you know change your life for the better you want to take a small investment in making something big this is a great opportunity to not only brand yourself and invest into yourself but invest into your future absolutely man that's wonderful and when i think about that i think about people who are trying to purchase houses or trying to purchase cars who always have an issue because their credit is not where it needs to be. Yeah. And this is the perfect opportunity, man, to change the narrative. Yeah, it is. Of your credit and the way you live and the, you know, the way you're viewed, you know, as, as we all are, you know, and this thing, man, is so phenomenal. It's like, it's right on time. And so, man, we really, really want to help you guys and you guys, we just thank you for tuning in. We thank you for your support. And if you're ready to change your life and you're ready to change it spiritually and financially, and you're ready to do that today, I guarantee you, email me, Tony Harris 1414 at for any questions. Like I said, we'll be on Friday on Facebook Live, on my Facebook, and we're going to go more in depth in it. And we hope you, we hope you guys tune in and we love what we do and we love you guys. Thank you and bless you. All right, and that's another edition of the Tony Harris Show. We'll see you guys next week.